For Pat Narduzzi, he has shown he can play the role of spoiler during his pit tenure, whether that is beating Clemson on the road, Miami at home, or a high-flying UCF team. But despite all these signature wins, he hasn't been able to beat the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. But will this be the year that finally his Panthers defeat the Tar Heels? We take a look at that matchup and more on this episode of the Hail to Pit podcast. What was your message about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pit. Hail to Pit. This is the week of November 16th, and this is the Hail to Pit podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. Halloween may have come and gone, but the boogeyman is still lurking in the boiler room of Heinz Field. Mac Brown's UNC Tar Heels are looking to turn any dreams of a coastal title Pitt still has into a nightmare this Thursday. Oh, and Penn State lost! Hail to Pitt, Pam! Welcome back to game week. Hail to Pitt. And here we are. I mean, this is it. The moment you've been talking about all season long. The big game. The boogeyman. The team that Pat Narduzzi can't beat. The one you've been fearing. It's finally here, and it's on a Thursday night of all days. I feel like Pitts played North Carolina on a Thursday night two years ago, was it? Very cold night again. (laughs) It it seems like they play on Thursday night a lot. And I feel like the, I bet the temperature dips 20 degrees below whatever it's been before Thursday come that game. It's going to be a different kind of atmosphere. A bizarre one because, well, a lot of the city is going to be watching another football game Crazy weird scheduling. A lot of people are talking about that. We're going to get into it. But overall, I mean, we have to be in a good mood this week, right, Vince? I mean, Penn State lost. Pitt still has a hope for the Coastal. Oh, but then, of course, you got to think about basketball getting underway. And yikes. Yeah, uh, yeah, not all good this weekend. Uh, Yeah, uh, uh, Pitt Panthers basketball taking a tumble. Uh, after uh, uh, an impressive victory over over a good Florida State team, uh, so you know we'll be getting into that a little bit. Up a young team, up and down all years, maybe may what we're in for. Uh, but there's a lot of things to look forward to this week, specifically this North Carolina matchup, which is to me a line in the sand type game. Oh, I, I, all right, you 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 really build this thing really well. We're going to get into the UNC preview. In a moment, remember, we are at H2P Show on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us, send us uh, some some tweets, some Instagram messages, and maybe you'll get on our new segment that we'll be getting into a little bit later where we look at what all the Pit fans are saying on the internet, excuse me, on the Pitternet, and we'll uh, be rolling that thing out in a little bit. Had a lot of fun with it. Good feedback from everybody, and we appreciate that feedback, whether you are on Twitter, Instagram, or even the, the Panther Lair or on Reddit. Pam, we're everywhere interacting with Pitt fans. Yeah, if you want to talk about P.J. Fluck rowing the boat, beating uh, Penn State, we'll talk about that, whatever whatever you want in the Pitt uh, atmosphere, I guess you could say. Uh, I just... I just realized that blew the, the start of this show. I could have just started by singing, row, row, row your boat. And now to put us all in a lot better mood. 
Oh, well. Well, I'm still singing it. <laughs> Loved that the Gophers pulled it out. Uh, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcasts.com if you would like to start your own podcast. It is not difficult when you go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Starting a podcast can be a bit overwhelming, especially if you don't know all the technical mumbo jumbo like some people do. But you know what? You go, you get your own personal producer with Pretty Easy Podcasts at a low, low rate, and you have someone working on your show with you to help you have a whole lot of fun. And that's what this thing's all about. When you're podcasting, number one goal, for us at least, is to have fun talking pit sports. And we're able to do that with the people at Pretty Easy Podcasts. Help go to prettyeasypodcasts.com to get started today. We got some news before we get into this North Carolina preview. Vince, a decommitment for Pitt, but it was a busy week for Narduzzi and company because they were out on the road during the idle week, cruiting, cruiting, and cruiting some more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's something that the coach and his staff like to do during these off weeks. Uh, they like to get out there and do some recruiting. Uh, we know that that early signing period is happening uh, middle of December. So, uh, you know, it is going to be fast and furious uh, headed towards that. We lost a, a cornerback, T. Denson, a uh, uh, defensive back uh, of the three-star caliber. Uh, but to me, this isn't that huge of a loss because the Panthers still have four other DBs in this class, uh, some of them very, very highly coveted players. Uh, so I'm not too concerned about this. Uh, as I always say in recruiting, it's not about who you don't get. It's about who you do get. Uh, and I really like how this class is shaping up. And, and in, you know, uh, about a month's time, we're really going to be diving deep into all the all those recruits. And in other sports, Pitt is looking really good in volleyball and in soccer. Women's volleyball, Pam, third year that they clinch a share of the ACC title. Yeah, and it looks like if they stay on this current co- trajectory that they'll probably be the sole champion of the ACC again. Uh, they're in rank number two in the nation. And for the Panthers, they'll have the ACC tournament coming up in a little bit here. And then uh, hopefully be raising that trophy at PPG Paints Arena where the National Volleyball Tournament is. That'd be great if they could win the title in their home city. Oh, so great. All the Pitt fans would have to come out for that one. Yeah, a lot of good things brewing for, for Pitt Athletics over the course of the next month with volleyball looking the way they're going. I mean, they're expected to do some big things come tourney time. And right now we're in the midst of a tournament, the ACC tournament for men's soccer. Hail to soccer. Pitt men's soccer for the first time ever reaches the ACC semifinals. They will take on Clemson this coming Wednesday at 6 p.m. That will be on the ACC network. A 2-1 to overtime victory over NC State. Edward Kizza got both goals. He got his 11th goal of the season with a golden goal early in overtime. History made uh, up, up, way up on that hill. Uh, Vince, uh, Pitt Panthers going on the road during this tur- tournament and getting it done, though. And uh, this was history for that program. Yeah, how about that, uh, especially in the ACC, you know, a, a tough soccer conference. Uh, this is great to see. Uh, as of this live on tape show, Alan, uh, recording this on a Monday here, um, this uh, game against Clemson may be over by the time the show drops, uh, but uh, hopefully we still have a maybe a championship game 
uh, to talk about the Patriots. Yeah, well, hopefully we do, and we are we are going to put that out there. You might be listening to this actually a little bit earlier because uh, Vince, uh, Pam, and I overruled you uh, this week, or maybe we just didn't tell you. We're putting the show out a little bit early this week because it is a Thursday night right. football game. Uh, very wise by our fearless leader, Pam, who said, yeah, maybe we should put it out early. So, yeah, get hyped for that men's soccer game as well. And it's cool because I have some broadcasting classes, and we have access to these uh, like crazy cameras they have perched up above the fields, way up there, high above campus where they practice. And I've been watching them a lot <laughs> this uh, this semester. I get to I get to peek in and, and observe practice for men's and women's soccer uh, sitting in these uh, these control rooms that they have crazy cameras all over the place. And uh, yeah, they are impressive. And this is really cool. Pitt men's soccer is finally making some waves in the tough ACC. Good luck to them. Wednesday night. That's on the ACC network. If you want to watch some high stakes college soccer pits in the midst, they're also in the midst of what is going to be the biggest game of the year because it's the next game. And as coach said this week, it's the fourth quarter of the season and time to show that gas tank off for the Pitt Panthers, but they got to beat a team. They just can't seem to shake the four and five North Carolina Tar Heels, Pam. Oh, I am so nervous about this game. I I just this has just been the thorn in Narduzzi's side, and it actually goes back to before Narduzzi Pitt has never beaten North Carolina in the ACC um, since 2013. Um, so they've lost six consecutive games, and not only have they lost, some of them have been absolutely heartbreaking in the process as well. They just rip your heart out and step on it. Um, so it's not only that they lose, it's just in dramatic fashion as well. One or two of those games, Pitt um, was definitely not the better team, and North Carolina should have won. But some of those, Pitt had the game in their hands and blew it. This is a, a different type of North Carolina Tar Heel team, though. Um, this is one that did not have a lot of expectations, but has come out there and played some te- decent teams tough, has beaten some teams that – well, beating a team that Pitt lost to in Miami and uh, a team that played Clemson tougher than anybody has all season long, Vince. And what stands out to me most is uh, their quarterback, Sam Howell, a guy who has thrown 26 touchdowns, only five picks. I mean, this guy really, I think, has been the difference for the for them, at least being competitive instead of the joke we kind of maybe expected them to be this year. Yeah, uh, you know, for a freshman uh, to come in here and, and you know, play the way he has has, has been uh, rather impressive, I must say. Uh, you know, everybody thought, you know, Matt Brown being uh, uh, hired as the coach at North Carolina. A lot of people thought this guy was whooshed up. And, you know, and the fact that he was going to be starting a freshman quarterback, uh, you know, not many people predicted uh, North Carolina probably to even get the four wins this season. And, and here they are. Um, and you know, this is, you know, they still have, uh, you know, a, a spread offense, uh, they're running the ball very well. Um, it, it's a, it's a balanced attack, I would call it. Um, and they are going to be a, a handful for, for the, for this defense. Uh, you know, we were impressed earlier this year when Pitt was able to come out and, and, you know, hold central Florida the way they did. Uh, they're going to need that kind of performance again on Thursday night, maybe even better. I was going to ask you, is this the best offense other than Central Florida this Pitt team's played all year? Uh, 
I would say in terms of production and like the amount of yards and touchdowns they could put on the board, yeah, probably. So. Yeah, they're they're up there. I mean, averaging well, twenty eight points a game. Yeah, and and I mean, Penn State has put up some points, but I think I mean you can make an argument at least in terms of throwing the ball. North Carolina more efficient. The thing I'm most interested in here is uh, they do have flaws and how Pitt can uh, expose them and how much that will play into you know Pitt's favor in terms of hopefully maybe dominating the game because I do think it's another opponent where if Pitt has their first game where it's error free and mistake free and they execute uh, you know to the fullest uh, they should handle this team because North Carolina is near the bottom of in the nation in terms of sacks given up Pam it's a team that gave up almost 30 sacks so far this season they have not thrown a lot of picks but they've gotten they've gotten their quarterback hit a whole lot yeah they have some injuries along that offensive line and it is a younger offensive line and so this is a game the defense should feed on but on the line yeah uh, I, I I hear what you're saying but we were saying the same thing about the Miami hurricanes oh I know uh, a, a few weeks ago and you know, we could not get uh, the required pressure uh, on their quarterbacks in that game. So uh, this is, you know, the defense has been playing great, uh, but they need to, to come out there, Alan, and play like the killer elite squad that we know they can. Yeah, and have that, that gas tank ready to go. Hopefully with the extra time off, they're going to be able to play all four quarters in case, you know, play calling and such on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, forces the defense into a situation where they are being asked to make a big stop, which seems to be what Narduzzi and company want to do. They want this to fall on the defense's shoulders. It, it, it is what we've learned so far this season, Pam. So against North Carolina in that regard, you think Pitt matches up. They have some playmakers. They could put up some points. But if it comes down to North Carolina maybe needing to go I don't know, we'll say half the field at the end of a game in the fourth quarter, down by uh, down by four to score a touchdown. You feel confident pit against this offense? It just makes me nervous because uh, North Carolina is a more up-tempo type offense, and I don't want the defense to be on the field too long in the first three quarters. And because you need them there in the fourth quarter. I just, I've talked about it all year. I hate that Narduzzi puts this defense in, in my opinion, sometimes no win situations. And more often than not, they do come out on front, but they do have to get that pressure. And I want to see the play calling be super aggressive on the defensive side of the ball there. Um, We've talked about Sam Howell, their quarterback, true freshman. Um, But in the last game, North Carolina played against Virginia Diami Brown scored three touchdowns um, in that game, a good receiver for them. And this back end of the defense, if the needs to um, step up as well to hold those, that Diami Brown, yeah. especially. Yeah. And, we, and, we, and we're going to be getting DeMar Hamlin back uh, after uh, sitting out against Georgia Tech. Did uh, we ever figure out why was that injury related or? Yeah, I suppose so. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. We will we'll be getting Hamlin. Ham, Demar Hamlin back, uh, and yeah, I th- I think that's going to be critical because I think tackling is going to be very key in this, especially against a wide open offense like that. Uh, I look for North Carolina. I, you know they're going to spread it spread it out. They're going to try to throw the ball, but I also think they're going to try to run the ball to maybe take some pressure off off of how uh, two good running backs, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, both over six hundred yards rushing on the season. 
so that tackling is going to be critical. And, you know, you were talking about it coming down uh, to the fourth quarter, staying, uh, trying to stay fresh, trying to get uh, a big stop when we need it. I think the offense holding on to the ball uh, Mm -hmm. and extending drives is going to be just as important uh, to make sure the defense is fresh. You know, if if you're wide open on a third down, you got to be able to catch the ball and and get the first down. I I can't talk enough about how important that is going to be in this game. Yeah, I I agree, Vince. I think that's where Pitt wins or loses the game is playing against themselves on the offensive side and special teams. Uh, and just not making the, the the mistakes. As we've been saying ad nauseum all season long, uh, this is a team that can run the ball a little bit, but they only have four touchdowns rushing all season long as a team. And, you know, they they are they are a team that's going to put it through the air, and uh, that might open them up to maybe some mistakes, maybe getting their quarterback hit, maybe coughing the ball up a little bit. They haven't thrown a lot of picks, but I think Pitt is uh, matched up well defensively to maybe make some splash plays. But that said, what do you do on offense? Can you just please, please not beat yourself and go out there on a Thursday night and exercise this demon? And also, I don't see a Ryan Switzer anywhere on this roster, Pam. So I think you're good there. I don't know this. They, they do. They've got. They've got some. You know, some some playmakers as wide receivers in Daz Newsom, Bo Corrales, uh, these guys to, to to help Diami Brown that you talked about. But I think it. There aren't any. Oh my God! This guy's killing pit type players out there that are going to give him headaches. At least I don't think <laughs> one might well, sprout up. <laughs> well, Brown, and funny you should mention Switzer. His 202 yards against Virginia was uh, the most for a North Carolina wide receiver since 2016, when Switzer had 208 against Pitt. So um, Switzer always that thorn in Narduzzi and I guess even Paul Chris side a little bit there early on. And, that, and that's uh, impressive because UVA has, uh, you know, the really good uh, cornerback who's going to be getting, uh, getting some NFL calls later, later in, you know, when the draft next season too. So that's pretty impressive. I, I don't know if he played in that game. I think he may have been, you know, out for the year before then, but we'd have to check on that. You, oh, UVA's corner. You're saying, yes. Oh, okay, good. So they got they caught a break against Virginia, who, of course, I can't remember the timing of that. And of course, we have to keep an eye on them. We need them to to lose still, Vince. So uh, Bryce Hall or not playing corner for UVA, we still need them to fall. Um, also, when we were just talking about the sacks given up by this team, they are at twenty nine. But you said it, Vince. Miami thirty six on the season. Virginia, a, a lot of ACC coastal teams. <laughs> That aren't Pitt are in the uh, are in the bottom of the entire country when it comes to giving up sex. Well, that's because Pitt's sacking them. <laughs> it um, is, but well, but you know, maybe not in the case of Miami. That didn't uh, didn't turn out so good. Um, but you know, it's gonna have it's gonna have to be that way against North Carolina. Uh, Pitt's gonna have to get off the field on third downs, and they're gonna have to extend drives, Pam on third down whenever we have the ball. Yeah, and looking at this North Carolina defense, there's a lot of gaps in it. And this North Carolina defense has played awful against mobile quarterbacks. Bryce Perkins ran all over them. App State's quarterback ran all over them. When they played Wake Forest, their quarterback ran all over them. And so my question is, can you pick it not the most mobile quarterback, but 
What about some designed runs yeah. to expo- this defense has proven time and time again, they can't stop the mobile quarterback. So let's get some easy yardage for Pickett. I, I, I like what you just said there. Um, you know, and he is a capable runner. Right. Uh, and he and is. so this, this is reminiscent of a, uh, a previous Thursday night game a, a few years ago against Virginia tech. Uh, this is going Back a little bit when Chad Wojtek was the quarterback and they unleashed a lot of uh, quarterback runs in that game uh, in order to get a victory. I could, you know, we've had over uh, over a week to prepare for this game. Uh, so maybe we're going to be unleashing uh, uh, some more quarterback uh, design runs. I have uh, uh, one thing about that that I, I've been fearing and I think we're going to see in this game. I think we're going to see a lot of wild panther in this game, Pam. I I, mm. I don't know, especially considering how Georgia Tech ran up on them. Uh, and that's that was their worst game of the season against that running team. I have a feeling we might see Pitt maybe take that angle I, or maybe throw a jet sweep in there for once. I like the wild panther, but they use it too much. Like, it's effective in the – first three quarters and then they try and do it too much uh as the game goes on i feel like it's too gimmicky to go back to time and time again i i think it's a real elaborate way to get uh three yards but if it works against this team we'll see i don't know i don't know what kind of scheme offensively Pitt's going to go out there with i don't care what it is really vince as long as it's just executed and there aren't any turnovers because we're talking about pat narduzzi's words not not mine here the best four and five team in the country in North Carolina. He's probably right. He's probably right on that. Um, yeah, this, it, it doesn't, I don't care what this team's record is that they, they know how to beat Pitt. And that, and that's the thing that we have to uh, be focused what on was here. Their record last year when they beat Pitt. Uh, I don't know. Probably. It was like one. Oh, it was really bad. You know, uh, we, yeah, execution on offense is going to be so critical. Um, you know, we, we have to be able to catch the ball. Um, and, and if that means, you know, not throwing to, to certain players, I you know, I and, and you know, only running two-man routes with guys that you that are you're, have some sort of confidence in that could catch it, you know, so be it. Um, I, I don't know what it's going to take, but we got to be able to hold on to the ball. And we're talking about a team that has been in every game it's played pretty much. The only team that has decidedly beaten them is Georgia Tech. I mean, UNC played App State tough. They played Clemson within one point. They played Virginia tough in a barn burner of a game. And, you know, their last game, they they lost by one score to UVA. North Carolina can compete with, with any team it's facing. So you need to go out there not thinking anything about their record. You can't think you're superior. You just need to execute and Pitt, i think has had some pitfalls this year no pun intended uh where they went out there and maybe took things for granted a little bit eased up a little bit uh, or maybe just weren't focused enough i don't know where their minds go but hopefully the extra time off this time around we get the most complete game thursday night as they look to continue down that path towards a coastal division championship which is still very much alive right now though we have some bold projections. It's that time of year, Pam. And if I spit off some of the projections that I've compiled here, how about you tell me your favorite one so far? Excluding, an, excluding an orange bowl, of course, which is still possible because 
you know, Clemson gets in the nat- into the playoff, Pitt wins the Coastal, they're, they're Orange Bowl bound, but we're excluding the Orange Bowl. From ESPN, Mark Schlabach has Pitt in the Pinstripe Bowl against Michigan State. Jerry Palm of CBS has Pitt in the Camping World Bowl. I guess that's formerly the Citrus Bowl against Iowa State. And this is all courtesy of uh, the Post-Gazette compiled these. It's awesome. Um, uh, we've got Bill Bender of Sporting News has Pitt in the Music City Bowl against Cal. Bud Crawford or Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports has <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Bud Crawford. No, not the world famous boxer. Who do, do you think Bud Crawford's thinking we're Bud playing? Crawford's got Nebraska pit in the Camping games. World Bowl against Nebraska. No. Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports has pit in the Citrus Bowl against Iowa State. And uh, Kyle Bonagura of ESPN has him in the Music City Bowl against Kentucky. Uh, of those, which you like most, Pam? Uh, you missed one on your list. Uh, Jason Kirk of the Banner Society. Has oh, Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah, sorry. Against Michigan. Is that your favorite? Uh, I've I've watched a lot of Iowa State this year. That might be good. I don't know. I'd like Michigan, though. I'd like to see them match up against uh, the khakis pants man. Oh, he'll be and, fired um, by then. No, I don't think so. I think I think them against Michigan. I think that a lot of people, a lot of eyes on this pit team, and um, can see what that defense really can do. I think that'd be my favorite. I, I like, I like the pinstripe bowl against Michigan, not against Michigan State. That would just be no, not I Michigan think, State. That'd be boring. If not, yeah, I would say maybe the Citrus Bowl against uh, against Iowa State would be pretty cool. Um, how about you, Vince? Any of these stand out to you that would get you excited? Two, two of them more would. Uh, first of all, this Music City Bowl against Kentucky, because I think that's uh, probably the most winnable game. Kentucky is horrible. All right, I, I watched their game on, on Saturday night against Tennessee. This team, I think they maybe only threw the ball five times. Well, they don't have a quarterback. They, their quarterback's out. I know. And, and so we need a winnable game. Uh, that that's very important, uh, you know, because uh, outside of this game against Michigan, um, which we've done my next pick, uh, you're not going to gain any national respect from anybody um, uh, unless you uh, um, that's the only team that anybody w- would give you any respect for. I think uh, up, up in these parts, at least is beating Michigan. Uh, so if you're not going to be playing against a team that you could actually gain something from, you might as well be playing the worst opponent possible, uh, which which could be Kentucky. Uh, Michigan guess, State's really bad. They, they're bad too, but I look out for Illinois. Illinois. Look out for Illinois might creep up into and maybe being projected to play Pitt in something too. They're bowl oh, eligible yeah. too. They just beat Michigan State. I made the mistake of asking an uncle uh, uh, earlier this week about uh, bowl projections and which one he would like. And uh, I got the old, what, what does it matter if they're not playing for a national title game? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know the planet that these people come from that watched. Obviously, they watch Pitt win national titles, but it's a different world. You got to enjoy something and get some pleasure out of this. You can't just be miserable all the time. And I think uh, playing in some of those bowl games would be pretty exciting for for the Pitt Panthers. But who knows? Orange Bowl or bust is what I'm saying still, Pam. I still believe. Yeah, we have to win tomorrow night or Thursday night, though. That's that's the biggest 
concern I have. You're right. Uh, here. The boogeyman. Mac Brown in the UNC Tar Heels on Thursday night. Uh, Narduzzi chalked it up to uh, weird scheduling before the NFL and everything. The Steelers and Pitt playing at the same time Thursday night. Hopefully a lot of you can get two screens going at the same time. That's my plan. I think I'm thinking instead of going down to the stadium, or should we encourage them to go to the go to the stadium and watch go it on your stadium. watch it on your phone? I'm not going to because it's too cold. I have homework. Mike's Wi-Fi is surprisingly adequate. Pretty good. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe they'll no, nah, they won't put the Steeler game up on the big board. Definitely not. It'd be hilarious, but probably not. Um, pit hoops onto them now. Uh, one and one as of this live on tape recording of the show, Vince FSU win was awesome. So much fun. What atmosphere, how cool does the zoo look from compared to when that thing got started? It was just in a little nook. Now it's spread out wide across the whole peat. Uh, but then, uh, the very next game on a Saturday afternoon, uh, just dreadful against Nichols state who just were raining threes and Pitt couldn't hit a free throw. Yeah, did uh, did not look good in, in that game. Uh, yeah, Nickel State, as you said, 11 for 24 from three, uh, 40% overall. Most of that damage coming in the first half. Uh, just, you know, a team was just making shots. Pitt could not defend them, and they, they couldn't get the, the necessary scores late in the game to come back. I have a question for both of you. Uh, Ryan Murphy, do you like him? Because I'm not decided yet. It's too early to say. Uh, part of part of his like part of his game irritates me, and also part of Pitt relying on him a lot already really irritates me. But he went out there and he's kind of been the hero and the and the you know the goat at the same time uh, early on. Uh, Jeff Capel saying that the communication and intensity just was not there in the Nickel State game. And uh, he talked about also in the press conference this week, he cut practice early and kicked them all out because he wasn't seeing the effort out of them after the FSU win. That FSU win uh, looks like it was not a good thing, Pam. Is, the, is, it, is that a thing we could actually say, that winning that game did damage to the Pitt Panthers, at least their psyche? Well, I didn't like starting a game with an, an ACC conference opponent like that. Um, I don't know if you can say it damaged their opponent. I just think with a young team that's in the process of rebuilding with a second-year head coach, you're going to have losses like Nickel State. You're going to have those bad performances, and you're going to have those wins that maybe you shouldn't have won like against Florida State. Not that they shouldn't have won, but Florida State, State then went out this weekend and beat uh, number six team in the country in Florida um, as well. So lots of early craziness happening there. But I don't think that FSU, if if it was a bad thing, this team is not mentally tough enough to handle the ACC. Well, Coach Capel came out and said he thought if the, the games were reversed on the schedule, he thought they would have won the, the Nichols game uh, and, th- that, and that they just were not focused uh, but before that game after the big FSU win. Uh, that's that's a little disheartening uh, for, for a team this young should shouldn't be feeling like that. Um, but uh, still, I think a lot of positives from uh, from this game, for, or at least from you know out of these first two games to to build on. I would say. 
Yeah, I th- I think this is the typical. You can never ever as a team get too high after a big win or too low after a big loss. And Pitt, as a young team, like you said, Pam fell right into that trap that sometimes you do. Yeah, just what happens. And now they could bounce back. Uh, big games coming up. Robert Morris opened up a new facility. That'll be a rocking joint. Uh, you know, c- cross town uh, game. They're going to be looking forward to Pitt playing them. And then, of course, backyard brawl action. So no slowing down and uh, time to just get back out there and get your stuff together, get on 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 the same page communication-wise and effort-wise and hopefully uh, better play, more crisp sound play, less less mistakes uh, and better defense on the perimeter. Jeez, oh, man. Um, for the women, uh, I think we kind of hit the nail on the head, Pam, talking about what we were looking for early on in the season, if they could get some extra help scoring-wise Except from the two the two main outlets, uh, they'd be okay. They were unable to against UCF and blew blew a pretty good lead that they had early on. Yeah, Bugger Green had most of the scoring in this game, and that was something uh, we talked about how they needed to find some third, fourth scoring options as well and just not be reliant on two players, and they weren't able to do that. But I think Pitt fans should be encouraged about the play of Green um, and how – explosive she looks at times and how she is another score an option um with bug which they didn't have prior to this year so i think that's a a big positive that they can take and as she gets used to tougher competition i think her game and comfort level will continue to excel pit hoops underway one week in the books and uh i had a lot of fun watching uh watching the games on the espn app I feel like I have more access to hoops than ever. I'm really enjoying that. And if you can get to the Pete, it is a different atmosphere. It's a different kind of Oakland Zoo now. And uh, hopefully more of what we saw against FSU, even after the Nichols loss, hopefully people are still getting out there and going crazy. Was the cool to be Catholic guy there, Vince? I didn't notice him at the I, new zoo. I, I didn't I didn't see, you know, the, the camera angles are a little bit different. Uh <laughs> I'm sure he was there. Uh, they just he just wasn't shown prominently. But I, you know, I I plan on getting to a game very soon and, and verifying myself. Yeah, I w- I was wondering. I I want to see if they're still putting the campus radio station people like way back behind the hoop where you can't even see any of the game, <laughs> and maybe they hooked him up with a better spot. Yeah, they put the press people are off to the side there too. Yeah, it's it's. It's all about the zoo. They're getting first class treatment now, and that's what it is. That's what's most important. You want to get those students uh, the best space, the the best uh, uh, you know possible vantage points to maybe get in the heads of some opponents, get some right, left, right, left, right, left action, and uh, hopefully uh, no more teams coming in here and shooting forty over forty percent from three. My goodness, uh, you ready to hear what some people are saying after? A pretty eventful week for basketball going into a the home stretch for football here on the internets on the pitternets, Pam. Yeah, absolutely. It is uh the, our new our new segment, and we got a lot of positive feedback from people because uh it's about you people. It's about pit fans talking online, uh no matter where it is on the internet. We find it, we find our favorites, and we're gonna read them off here as we check out what's going on on the Hail to Pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. 
All right, from H2P012 on Panther Lair, they said, the defense is good enough to beat anyone in the country. The offense is bad enough to lose to anyone in the country. You agree with that, Pam? Yeah, this is one that I picked out. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I think we saw that um, against, like, Georgia Tech, how the offense kind of went stagnant. And then we see the defense step up in big moments. I love the... uh, the contrast there. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty close to home. Uh, I wish it was not true. This one is from S. Jurors Pit 2 on Panther Lair. Who's, oh, it's a long one. Here we go. I didn't get a chance to watch much of the game today, but it seemed like Pitt was trailing basically the entire game. Bobby Moe isn't going to be easy, and neither is WVU or Monmouth. Archie Pine Bluff... <laughs> Archie Pine Bluff could be the next win. It might be slightly more op- optimistic if it was back and forth, but the trail pretty much the entire game to Nickel State shows how devoid of serious talent Pitt is. Are they building? Yes, but this season could be worse than last. Zero offensive pulse, especially after watching the FSU game. I say damn Kevin Stallings, though, because he basically put the basketball program at the equivalent of Rutgers in football. Oh, my. That is very strong opinion there, Vince. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I'll say this about this comment. You know, the Pitt basketball team went over in uh, in conference play. I, that, that's Rutgers-esque, I, I would say that. Um, but, you know, talking about how this team is, is you know, deprived of talent and uh you know, is going to struggle against Bobby Moe and Monmouth and and maybe not uh, even beat Archie Pine Bluff. I mean, that's a little ridiculous here. I mean, if that happens, uh, you know, they you know, they better go back to the drawing board. That, that's, that's as bad. Let's go to Reddit. This is on our Pittsburgh Panthers, and this is from K-Wagon, who said, to be honest, this isn't that huge of a game for me. UVA has one shot to lose, and even when that happens, we need all three wins. Maybe I'm being a little expletive, but I've given up hope on the division. The rest of the schedule is about getting a better bowl, which is frankly not that interesting to me. It's basketball season, my dude, even though that's already painful as well. Oh, this is so sad. I think K-Wagon just has a, a, a case of the, the soon-to-be winner blues, Pam. I don't agree with any of that. That's terrible. Terrible negativity right there. Yeah, giving up on the basketball team after one rough loss. I mean, and not getting hyped for this football team with uh, so many important games remaining. I know. Come on, K-Wagon, my dude. What's what's going on with that? That, Oh, my dude. What a horrible attitude. You know what? Let's end this thing on a positive note. This is also from Reddit, our Pittsburgh Panthers. This is from a thread entitled, We Blanking Suck. And this comes from Fantasy Baseball 2017, who said, at least Penn State lost. Amen. Amen. And that was uh, this week on the Pitternet. And uh, a lot of fun there, Vince. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good chatter out there. Um, we encourage <laughs> I'm not quite you- sure what the... We encourage you to talk pit anywhere on the on the pitternet, but of course at H2P show if you want to send us something directly and maybe we'll read it right here on the air. Yeah, and make it good. Do you think <laughs> do you think what they say on the pitternet is as ridiculous as what they might be saying, I don't know, when you're watching a game with your uncle over your grandma's house on a Saturday night or down at the bar 
or maybe inside the mechanic shops all across Pittsburgh. It's a different kind of ridiculous. It is. Why don't we get into that right now? Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Trying to find out what the answers are saying. Why in the name of the Holy Ghost are the Steelers and Pitt playing at the same time? You know, back in the 70s, they never played no games on Thursday. My uncle told me it's all Steve Peterson's fault because I don't think it even is his. You know, I think it's Goodell. You think he's got something against Steelers and Pitt? It's probably both of them. You know, there ain't going to be nobody down at Pitt game. Ah, I don't know. Maybe like a couple. To 20, 22,000 or something. Hopefully they show the game down by the concessions. Hail to pit. So that's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, 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 just uh, a, a huge game for Pitt. They can't be under, understated. Uh, they they got to pull this one out. This is so critical. Um, and... There are some uh, big games going along around the country, not as big as that uh, LSU-Alabama game we saw last week, Alan, but still so, some major games out there to be played. Oh, man, I don't I don't know. That was just an uh, one for the ages, and the celebrations afterwards have just been going on at LSU. That is definitely the moment for this year's college football season. I don't know how we're going to top that. But, Pam, what do you think about the LSU player filming, recording – and posting Coach O's speech after the game. Big no-no. That's awful, yeah. I just, what stays in the locker room, it needs to stay in the locker room. I have no problem with what Coach O said. We all thought he was going to be saying that. (laughs) His team even hyped, and it's Coach O, so he's going to have great things to say. But it's just also now everyone's talking about that this week. It's a distraction of the team, a team that um, could win the national title. They don't need any of this crap. Most wins ever against, what, top 10 or top 25 uh, teams before December or something. They, something ridiculous. I mean, they've got four high-quality wins in terms of, like, rankings and, and quality wins. I don't know if there's ever been a team with this many, at least in my lifetime. LSU's has beaten all the, the big-time teams they have been, been putting on their schedule, and it's amazing. They are the true number one team in the country, I think. Um, we're recording this before the new polls come out, Vince, but Ohio State scoring 73 in a game or LSU beating Bama? I have them leapfrogging Ohio State. I don't know about you. Well, LSU definitely looked more impressment, impressive. But first, you, did, you didn't say your line before we started this. Segment. Oh, excuse me. Oh, college football. T-boy, LSU, number one in the country, if you ask me. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting discussion. I I think LSU, you know, should be ranked number one uh, in the playoff here. Ohio State's definitely going to be two. Clemson's got to be moved up to three. Uh, and it, it was ridiculous that I think that they were ranked uh, five to begin with. I think they'll definitely move up. And the big question is who's going to be at four? Oh. Sounds like those Georgia Bulldogs come creeping back, Pam. Might be them. Yeah. Yeah, I think temporarily they're there. I think it depends how the Big 12 plays out. I think the Big 12 might be out of it. I really think well, it also goes to the Pac-12, too. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying at the end of the day. No, I'm no, no. I think right it's now. Georgia. It you, should you, be you're Georgia. going with Georgia right yep. now. Okay. All right. And and real quick, Pam, it's not on. we're about to get into some games, but do you think Ohio State could score 80 points on Rutgers this week? 
If they wanted to, yes, they could maybe even score a hundred. Yeah, if they wanted, they're they're favored. I saw by by fifty right now um, at, at the Westgate. We should check that. Uh, yeah, fifty one right now. Uh, Ohio Wait, State a favorite on the road. But the over under is that only sixty one? Uh, yeah. So uh, that's not that's not uh, at the Westgate right now. That is currently at. Uh, I don't know, maybe a consensus of some sort of offshore book uh, as we're looking on our board right now. But yeah, I mean, they're I'm kind of surprised that the uh, the total is not the same as the spread. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> they're going to, you know, if they wanted to, they could win 100 to nothing this game, I think. They're on a collision course. With those Minnesota Golden, <laughs> not with Rutgers. I'm talking those Minnesota Golden Gophers, and I want to start with them on our ledger here. I know they're not on the top, but I want to give love to PJ Fleck for rowing the boat all over Penn State's face. I mean, they've got oar marks on their on their faces now. Pam, Penn State beaten up, bloody, and bruised by the Gophers of Minnesota. Number seventeen in the country, taking on Iowa on the road. That uh, the the high from that victory might uh, come crashing down against America's most boring team. <laughs> yeah, they are the worst. Minnesota is going to crush Iowa. Oh, really? Um, I believe Minnesota is going to crush Iowa. I watched watched a lot of Iowa football, and after watching. Minnesota and their wide receivers are so good. And I know Iowa has a good defense, but Minnesota is going to, I think they're going to roll over them. PJ Flux is going to be rowing the boat. They have a difficult schedule here down the stretch. Iowa is favored at three at the Westgate uh, right now. A favorite over Minnesota. Iowa's favorite yeah. over Minnesota. Yeah. But I think I would take Minnesota and I would not look back, but for entertainment purposes only, yeah. but I'm. I believe in this Minnesota team to definitely beat this Iowa yeah. boring team. Oh my God! But what, a, what about what about four hundred pound, six foot nine tackle from Australia against the awesome defensive line of Iowa? That's going to be fun to watch. AJ Epineza uh, against that yeah. giant from Australia. <laughs> well, Kuda. First of all, well, it, well that, that's good. that's probably the matchup everybody wants to see. Yes, uh, but. You know, I'll tell you, you know, these receivers for Minnesota are impressive. Kudos to Bob Pompiani uh, for pointing that out earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, a, an excellent tidbit here. And that that really what led to, you know, P.J. Fleck just, you know, pull, pulling that paddle out of the water and smacking James Franklin over the head with it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that they, they looked impre- they looked impressive to me. Uh, I'm a little surprised I, I was a favorite in this game. Yeah, are people thinking that this is a, a letdown game for mm-hmm. for Minnesota? Is probably they don't know PJ Fleck then. Yeah, <laughs> he gets his team hyped. Yeah, I, I I guess I'm still leaning with with the Gophers over over I I was oh my God they're they're so bad. They scored I, I a little against Wisconsin, but that was against Paul Christ. Are you really that surprised? No. I mean. Th- there's there is a four hundred pound six foot nine tackle going up against a future NFL first round pick. This is going to be one of the most exciting matchups. I can't stress that enough. Also, Iowa at home, Pam. I don't know. It's a it's a tough game. This is not this isn't at home. You know, in everything working for him against Penn State like they had. Not to say that they didn't go out there and smack him in the face uh, with that paddle, but. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't. I feel I'm one of those people who I think this is the come down. I got Iowa winning. Wow. I mean, Iowa does have the best pregame ritual waving at the children's hospital. So shout out to that. But and, and you know, just don't make mistakes and get maybe get after get after Minnesota a little bit. You know, get don't let uh, Tanner Morgan get the ball to those receivers. Uh, we got you've got the pass rush to do it. I don't know. It's it's gonna be a fun game. It's uh, I it's I can't believe Minnesota out of nowhere. Amazing, amazing story, uh, and we'll see how far they could take it. Uh, the other game here on our ledger, back to the top, Vince Navy, number 24, at Notre Dame, number 15 in the country. Yeah, the Irish, uh, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at the Westgate right now against a, a, a Naval Academy team that is quietly in the top 25. Um, and this this is a huge game for the Irish here. If they would lose this game, you know, maybe that could be knocked out of a, a New Year's Six Bowl. If, if the Naval Academy could do it. That would be tremendous. Rooting hard for Navy in this one. Um, but I don't know. This is a, this is a Notre Dame team, I think, that's that – they're not as good as, as, you know, as some of the more recent teams that aren't going to lose to Michigan's or, or anything. But I definitely don't see this being a team that will lose to Navy. I don't think, Pam. Do you? I don't think so. I think Notre Dame is a solid team. Um, they have familiarity with the Navy offense, and I just uh, yeah. yeah, they play them every year, so they know how to plan and prepare for that triple option. So I think Notre Dame will be victorious in this one. Yeah, I got that. I'm calling it that. Uh, that Chase Claypool is he the is he the one from uh, Canada? I'm calling him for like a million. A million yards and, and touchdowns. He's going to crush him. Um, next game here, we've got Georgia at Auburn. Georgia, probably by the time uh, that game starts, uh, rankings not out, will be in the top four. We assume, we expect, we guess, against Auburn, who I don't care for, but I like at home. I like their chances. This is going to be fun. Yeah, Auburn, a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home on the Plains. Um this is an enigma type team. I, I, I just don't know, but I think Georgia is quietly getting a lot better after that embarrassing loss to South Carolina. And I think they're going to pull this game out. You know, I've been hyping the Bulldogs all year, but I might lean towards Auburn here. Auburn's defensive line is so good. But Georgia's offensive line is good. Their offensive line is good, but, the rest of their offenses, I know they've been improving in recent weeks. They're a little stagnant as well. Um, their wide receiver, Jeremiah Holloman, is out as well. Um, it just uh, feels like this is going to be one of those games Auburn wins to knock Georgia out. I don't like Ooh. it, but I think I think they might pull this one out here. I, I, like, uh, I like Auburn at home, and you're talking about the, the defense for the Tigers. I mean – they got a guy named Big Cat on their team, Vince. I don't know how you're not picking a team that has Big Cat Brian on their team who's made some big plays. And, of course, I mean, Derek Brown is a monster. Marlon Davidson, yeah. those guys have been killing it, making crazy big plays. Nick Coe, I mean, that that defense flies around. And later in the season, I anticipate Auburn getting their stuff together offensively enough to play well in big games like this. Um, I don't – I don't know. I, I'm going to say Auburn's beaten either Georgia or Alabama, and 
considering Alabama already got a loss under their belt, I'm picking Auburn to win this game then. Georgia goes down. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I Georgia just seems – I don't think they're getting enough respect. Um, and, and I, I think they're going to come out of here. They lost the to South Carolina. North Carolina beat that respect back. North Carolina beat South Carolina, Vince. That means that if Pitt beats North Carolina, Pitt's better than Georgia. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we thought this was going to be an Auburn year, but um, you know, a- after losing to Florida and uh, LSU, I think they've kind of proven it's not an Auburn year. Is it? An they, o- they would have to go on a serious run here uh, to, you know, I guess they could still, you know, finish. Alan, you're saying they're going to finish with three losses, and that would still be a very good season. But I, I, I just don't see him winning this game. Kill for a three-loss season for, for Pitt, but this is Auburn. It's a different standard there. Uh, is it an Oklahoma year in the Big Twelve, Pam? Because. Uh, they've been playing in games that have just been surprisingly close. They even have a loss now, and they're playing undefeated Baylor on the road. This is probably the the highest stakes game uh, of the week, if you ask me. The, I mean, the, I I still think the Big Twelve has a shot at it, but they need uh, they need Baylor probably to to win out. Yeah, I think so because I don't know if a one loss Oklahoma would get in over. A one loss Oregon. Really? Oregon's loss is a lot better than Oklahoma's loss. I, I, Kansas State's a good ball club. Uh, not, they're no Auburn. Do you well, think we'll find out? I, do you, you think know, I, uh, Big Twelve refs are going to be biased in favor of Baylor then this week? I don't. I can't openly root for Baylor. I do like Matt Rule though, um, but I I do think Baylor is. The Big 12's chance. If they beat Oklahoma twice, too. Uh, I, I'll say, if it was me voting, okay. uh, you know, I would still give Oklahoma a chance. I can't remember who they played in non-conference. They played UCLA. I remember that. Um, uh, I, I don't know if they played anybody else, but I think the Big 12, you know, they're th- quietly maybe top to bottom, you know, maybe the second best conference behind the SEC. Uh yeah, there are a lot of really good teams. They actually the play 12. defense now that no one's talking about. Some of them I know play defense. that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Uh, Oklahoma to me is has been. Uh, you know, I don't think they're. I, I, I've been saying they're overrated all year, and I've been I've been on this Baylor team. Uh, I'm very impressed by them. I know they've been squeaking out wins, but they're uh, they're a good team, and I think either of these teams, you know, the winner of this game to me. Still has a shot. Obviously, if Oklahoma would lose and be a two-loss team, yeah, they're, they're out of it. But uh, I, uh, if they win this game, I think they still have a shot. And certainly Baylor, if they would win this game, ha- has a shot. I think uh, if they, I don't see how you couldn't say that at, I, at this point. I believe in the Big Twelve in terms of the playoff still, and I believe Oklahoma wins this game though because uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts no longer worrying about the Heisman. It's 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 not his to win anymore. He can forget about it and just focus on winning the game. And even then, I think things are going to play out where Oklahoma is going to have a shot at being a Big Twelve champ and uh, getting in. With that being said, uh, Baylor is is proven to be pretty formidable and clutch and able to win close games and also play some damn defense for once, which is different for them. So uh, I bet it's a competitive game, but I'm picking Oklahoma to win. Do you think they'll cover the 10 points? No. No, they won't. 
because I I think you, like you said, Vince, top to bottom, Big Twelve. It's just they're here to beat each other up, and and nobody's going to be an easy out. So that's a good thing about Big Twelve football for fans, but not necessarily the conference. I think Baylor's going to win this one. Matt yeah. Rowe will get his team ready. He always gets his team ready as an underdog. Excellent coach, um, and I think I think he'll scheme a defense that can stop yes, Jalen Hurts, that, and that's the that's the biggest thing. Here. That's what that's what I look at as well. I think he's 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 good enough, and he's got good enough players in his in his team in order to uh, come up with a game plan and stop and slow Hurts down. And their offense has been pre- pretty good from from you know what I could see. I, they can put up points when they have to. Uh, and that's why I'm going with, with the Bears. I, I I don't know. As an XFL fan, I'm rooting for Oklahoma because who knows? Maybe after another loss, two losses, they, sure might be, that means. they might be calling Bob Stoops back to to coach the team after two losses in a year. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's happening. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, yeah, I think Lincoln Riley's all right with his two Heismans and how he is the program going forward. But this is a pivotal game for OU. And a huge opportunity for Matt Rule and the Baylor Bears. And that leaves one game for us to pick. And, of course, that's the Pitt Panthers against the North Carolina Tar Heels. Pam, uh, give us a score. I know you're terrified to death of this game, but it's time to pick. I think – am I going to get kicked off the podcast if I say I think Carolina's going to win? I just think this offense is – This defense is finally going to show some holes. And I think – this offense, Carolina's offense, not many, but they're going to show a little bit, and the offense is going to make them put too much pressure on the defense. The offense is not going to be able to keep up scoring with Sam Howell in this offense. I think it's close, but I think North Carolina wins. I disagree. I've got the Pitt Panthers winning this game. Uh, they've had the time off. I think they have issues that are very easily fixed. Uh, while they do maybe have a, some would say, stubborn head coach, uh, I think he is excellent, excellent at, at game planning and getting players fired up. Um, maybe the in-game decisions, uh, hopefully they don't come down to that, and I don't think they will. I think Pitt has players capable of doing what the only team that really beat this team badly did, Georgia Tech. I think Pitt has plenty of those types of players to make big plays and create turnovers and get after this Sam Howell. And I think Pitt is going to exercise the demon on Thursday night. Vince, I got him probably by 10. I'm going to say huh? 20, 28 to 18. Wow. Okay. Uh, it, it, at the beginning of the year, I, I said yeah, that Pitt was going to lose this game. Um, and I think that's where I still have to stand until I see otherwise. I think Pitt's going to win this game, but I'm picking North Carolina to win uh, just because until I see it, I, I can't believe it. You got a score? Yeah, uh, something really unfortunate. You know, 35-34. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't like that at all. I think you two have been reading too much negativity on the internet, maybe, about this game. Maybe we should – should we scrap the new the new segment? Is it getting you both down? Do you have a case of the no, pre-winner blues? I've been down on this game for a while <laughs> yeah, now. you have. <laughs> until, until, like Vince said, until I can see Narduzzi do it. Um, I think Pitt's going to lose uh, 38-34. 
high oh. scoring. Oh. 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 Ain't so. It isn't so because Pitt's winning. The Steelers are winning on Thursday night too, and no one's going to class on Friday because it's going to be an awesome party, football party night on Thursday, and uh, yeah, that's how I see it going. And if it doesn't, um, somewhat you, you you could all hit me up and uh, I'll cheer you up. I'll I'll read you some some positivity from the pitternet. I'll find it. I'm always on there at H2P Show on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, a fun show and a very fun week of. Soccer, volleyball, college football, college basketball, Pam. Some might say it's the best time of year. That's right. Hail to pit. Hail to pit. Hail to pit. We'll see you next time. Always dream day, man.